You're listening to On The Go Voice Podcast, where generations meet to hear sources of relatable experiences and stories through discussions. Our goal here is to create a platform for individuals of all backgrounds to relate and find different ways others are facing similar situations in their lives. Whether someone is struggling which paths on careers to take, how to handle people and relationships in their life, creating a sustainable and positive lifestyle, or just simply looking to learn new perspectives from people with similar backgrounds and interests, this podcast is for you. Also, like, I think another big thing, too, I struggled with was just knowing how to market myself properly. Okay. You know what I mean? And not being nervous to, you know, self-promote. Just, you know, throw it out there. Like, oh, I own a clothing brand. Like, you know? Right, 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 right. Just that reckless, just recklessness. That sense of confidence. Yeah. Okay. Just, that's a really big thing in the in the Crump community as well as, as far as, like, battles and stuff with street. Is, is if somebody comes to your session who's never been there before, they usually get battled by people. Oh, wow. Or if you're from like far out of town and they're throwing a session for you, you're going to get battled uh. by people. You might battle the whole session, uh. you know what I mean? Because it's just, it's the welcome, you know, you're welcoming. Welcome back to the second episode of the series Express Creativity. Today we have Pach Andrade, also known as Corpse sharing his experience on branding yourself in the dancing industry and talking a little bit about what crumping is. Uh, my guest today is none other than Puch Andrade uh, from Oxnard. Um, he runs a brand called Corpse. I'm going to have him talk a little bit about that. He also is a part of this movement, which I think is also interesting, uh, called crumping, right? Is it? Yes, sir. The style of crumping. And also, he's a father. He's a loyal boyfriend, fiance, not yet. Okay. Future. Future. future okay. Future okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and uh, just overall, you know, um, very creative guy when it comes down to dancing. So I'm actually going to have you go ahead and just like talk a little bit about your background, you know, your story, how you come up where you came from and just uh, share with the listeners well yeah well first and foremost man thank you for having me of course it's it's great to be able to support and uh get my message out there but um pretty much the origin story pretty much is just you know uh i lived out here in california when i was young i moved to north carolina Um, i was out there until about 2009 um that's when i moved back here to california and started dancing with channel islands all male okay um wound up there um completed high school and then i was the kid who you know i did all the ap classes all the honors but i wanted to work so i started working um and as i worked i fell more in love with dance nice and the more i worked the more i fell in love with dance and now it's gotten to a point where dance is just, it's consumed my life. Okay. Um, everything I do passes through it in some form of fashion. Um, even me and my girlfriend, Sydney, we both danced on the same team. Oh, wow. Here for a while. Yeah, so we got to share those experiences. Um, she w- even competed, you know, uh, pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just wow. started, <laughs> yeah, so dance took my life for a second and then uh, I found crumping. Um, started crumping in LA out in North Hollywood, um, style created by tight eyes and, and big Miho. Uh, mm-hmm. you can actually find Miho on the, the Beyonce Netflix, the homecoming. Okay. He's on there. He's Mijo. on there. And, 
and it's it's crazy so I'm, I'm a part of that um yeah and and started started the corpse collection you know corpse is my dance name and started that uh about two years ago um and really lo- like really really took off and had a really hard launch um here here about about six months ago and so that's been fun also chasing as well okay cool cool and about the crumps you know where where's that come from like i've never heard of it until recently from you like i mentioned yeah well crump crump is a is a street style you know just like breaking popping um it's a street style um it came from clown dancing which is Mm. a like party more party um atmosphere fun vibe and they took that a lot of the same uh basic elements and they made it more rugged and they made it a lot more um a lot more raw because it was they were moving from the party studio scene it was trying to move more into showcasing what the streets felt like and Mm -hmm. people growing up in you know south central that's where this style Mm -hmm. really originated from um tie-dyes was one of the creators um uh cesare willis is his real name you can find him on facebook um big miho joe artist uh like i said he was also another creator um and they just they were like 15 i think back at the time they were like 15 years old and put together this style 15 16 years old okay um chris brown used to crump he was actually pretty he was actually pretty well known for being around the crump scene for a while um who else omarion Omarion. oh i've actually i did not know that i've seen omarion at sessions like your local crump session here he is that's pretty cool yeah and people don't flock to him like that which is which was kind of crazy to me it showed me that he's around a lot Uh uh-huh you know i mean when people ain't flocking to you like that that means you're accessible Mm -hmm. so it it, that was that was really cool that was really cool to see but um yeah it's it's getting more popular crump is crump is definitely making its way out into the mainstream cool that's i'm glad to hear that that's you know something like that's coming out here in oxford um about your son like how how old is he now he's uh one and five months he'll be one and five months on the 11th um yeah you know okay cool cool so no job right now just you mentioned earlier you were just uh doing gigs on the side too doing gigs um working in the studios um running the brand and yeah okay cool cool all right so you mentioned a little bit back um you know what got you into into dancing Mm mm-hmm because you were introduced to all male mm-hmm. and you found a little bit of passion about that. I mean, um, before, before what got you into, you know, dancing or what made you in- interested in that? Um, Showtime at the Apollo um, shows, you know, America's Best Dance Crew came out in 2008. I was a freshman in high school. Okay. Um, you know, you had the Soldier Boy, Lean With It, Rock oh. With It dances, you know, like, and we'd go to the skating ring, man, out in my old town, and, you know, we just had a, a group of buddies who would learn these dances off of YouTube or whatever, mm. watching it on MTV, when MTV actually played music right. on their, on their, on their <laughs> stuff, you know. Uh, those were the times. <laughs> those were the older days, you know. Um, uh, also, you know, every culture has its own dances, you know, and in my culture, I also do some of our cultural dances, so that it kind of started there and then i i made my way out by hanging out with all my other friends and stuff okay well your your culture like um 
Native your, American. Your ethnical background? More, yeah, uh, what are you saying? Uh, so in the Native American cultures, oh, we have, no. we, every like certain tribe has their own things, mm-hmm. you know, that they practice, but we come collectively together and have powwows. And then that's when you can showcase, you know, the different styles from the different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up a style called grass dancing. Um, some of the older heads call it scalp dancing. Um, and it's cool. We have like, you know, these crazy regalias on with all the yarn and bells and feathers and stuff. And it's, it's real fun. And that's where it started. Cause I was actually pretty good at it. Um, I'm trying to get back into it. But, okay. Um, I was actually pretty good at it. So, <laughs> um, started there, the confidence built right there and watching America's best, you know, Jabberwockies and stuff dude, when they hit the that, market, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first seen him, I was like, dude, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, I think that's what great. got me like interested in dancing too, or at least the st- you know how people dance yeah fascinated into it which yeah. is pretty cool okay cool cool so right now with your um your online store mm-hmm. corpse mm-hmm. what got you started in that like well uh before my dad had mm-hmm. passed away me and him had gotten into some discussions about about school he's like you know he's like son you're smart get back into school like you know th- that's just not for me i was like you know the sitting down doing the books it's cool, but I, I want life experiences and I want to go and experience stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, well, what's something that you would want to do for yourself? And clothing was something I had always been into. Um, my dad never let us, you know, as kids, he never let us dress up in the nicest stuff okay. just because he wanted us, he wanted to teach us the value of the dollar. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, don't waste money on 60, $70 shoes when you're just, you're 13, you're going to get mud all over them type, yeah. of, type <laughs> of mindset. You know what I mean? Um, and so for me it was like I just always admired the other clothes that I seen mm-hmm. and I would look at them and was like well what if I mix that with this and then put a little bit of this there and so that creativity part always interested me when, it, especially when it came to garments you know what right. I mean um, he passed away a few months later after that discussion um, and once I got past you know a good a good a good part of the first four or five months of him being gone, that's when I looked at myself. I said, you know what? I need to do this. This was a this was a goal me and him had set, and I'm going to carry it through. And so that that was the triggering. That was That's what made it happen. But um, we used to tie-dye shirts, man, fifth, sixth grade. That was like the uh-huh. coolest thing to do. You okay. know what I mean? So it's, it's been a long time coming. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, I'm glad you got that started. So um, along this way right now, I'm sure, you know, you're not, you have a lot more, you know, um, goals in mind to achieve with that. I see you working at relentlessly. So mm-hmm. as of right now, what are some of the struggles you're currently facing? Or what did you come across when you were going across, you know, <sighs> this whole aspect? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's 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 crazy too dude because you know we're we're from the same community and, yeah. and we see a lot of the people getting into businesses dude and i was really one of those people who i seen other people making money you know on facebook and twitter and i thought you know i'm gonna start this clothing brand and in six months i'm gonna have a million you know i can retire my mom mm-hmm. and <laughs> after six months you know i had spent more money into my business than i had been making out of it and it was you know that was a gut check that was a gut check and you know the patience part in the beginning you know you want to take off running that was a big struggle was being patient like really patient with my own process you know after the first year I was 
kind of questioning why I was even doing it mm-hmm. and then had to remind myself, you know. Um, also, like, I think another big thing, too, I struggled with was just knowing how to market myself properly. Okay. You know what I mean? And not being nervous to, you know, self-promote. Just, you know, throw it out there. Like, oh, I own a clothing brand. Like, you know? Right, 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 right. Just that reckless, just recklessness. That sense of confidence. Yeah, just knowing, you know what I mean? Um, I like that. There was was a thing that that we were told in the car business when I was, I used to sell cars at Gold Mm. Coast Acura, man. Um, Love the man. His name's Mike Kazakowski. He said, if you are embarrassed about the job you are working, you need a new job. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm a, when yeah. I say this about my business, I'm going to say it with some levels. Like, you know, I'm going <laughs> to say it levels. strong, like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> nice. so, boom, there it went. And that was something that people need to kind of understand, too, if I could if I could ever put that out was, you know, conf- your confidence is going to be struck at mm. multiple times in multiple directions from your family friends and you know billy bob 92 on your youtube channel like you know what i mean and, right and that was something that i dealt with too was was the confidence of of keeping it going and you know going back trusting the process 100 percent um other other than that like i think like the biggest one the the biggest one that it's still even bites me to this day is is just tr- like it's like it goes along with trusting the process and also trusting your own like your own determination. Okay. You know what I mean? Like we want it bad and sometimes like I feel like we even question like how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. Like and those are good questions to have. Those are good questions to ask yourself every day because at the end you're going to say I want it bad. And right. As long as you keep saying that, like you're going to keep moving. Don't like I I feel like there was like like 3 4 months um in the past year, like that, I just kind of sat still and was like, "Do I really want this? Like, mm-hmm. is this really what I'm chasing?" Yeah. And you know, those three or four months, I could have been spending working on my business and getting better. I you know, know I mean? instead bro. Of, to, instead of getting stunned. Exactly. To piggyback off of that too, like, there's a lot of times where I've gone through it myself, where I'm just like, "Dude, you know, you're you're questioning yourself." And for me, it was more about like morals. Like, is this the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? Like, what if I do this? And then in the end of it, it's just a loop of, like, self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, you would just remind yourself, well, you know what? I got this. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, me starting up this podcast and on that brand itself, I was just like, do people even want to listen to? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I'm just I mean. like, but you know what? I'm going to go for it anyways. Because, you know, for me, what I focused on the most is who I can serve. Mm-hmm. You know, that purpose was like, okay, what if I could just get that one person to listen to it and be like you know what damn thank you mm-hmm. you know so now with that being said actually i'm really curious you mentioned earlier you know you had to realign yourself with your purpose and make sure that you you know for what you wanted for what is your purpose for it you know like what keeps you going the the sole purpose mm-hmm. my soil my, my like Gary V says the cloud and the dirt like my nice. dirt my purpose deep the root is my son and you know I he came to me I found out about him three like my dad's a reoccurring theme in mm. my life and he's another one okay but my son much deeper because he's he's here and I can touch him like you know what I mean um, love it my son I found out about my son three months after my dad passed away so he came to me in a very peculiar time mm-hmm. of my life um, it was, 
I was more sad about finding out about him than I was happy because really? I was sad I couldn't tell my dad. I was sad oh. that I couldn't share these moments with him. Like, you know what I mean? So my son now, when I look back, I was like, no, this, he's a reincarnation of my dad. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, he's the carbon copy of my father. Like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> right. So I always, no matter what self doubt or questions or, you know, the anxiety attack sitting in the car that I'm having, it's always looking at a picture of my son, right. always a picture of my son, always thinking, Hey, he's dependent on you, dad. Like, you know what I mean? He believes in you. Like, because no matter what, when I come home, he hugs me. You know what I mean? And he plays and we have fun. Um, and that's that. So with the with my whole brand and everything that I've been pushing, like as of lately, even through dance, mm -hmm. is, is that all it takes is one thing. And if you can latch on to one thing, if you can find one thing that you have gratitude in life, like, and that truly makes you happy, if you latch on to it, it's you can always come back no matter how far your brain might like wander down the mm -hmm. self-doubt trail or this trail you can always come back to it that's the that's the one right there is my boy and you said it best yourself too you know the perspectives shifting and attaching yourself to things that mm -hmm. will give you purpose like you know man, many times it's people sometimes you know people have had a rough, rough childhood and you know thanks for sharing that's very touching too so okay cool so we're actually gonna get into well you know what actually want to talk a little bit more about your brand mm -hmm. you know um you, you mentioned a little bit about like marketing and mm -hmm. some other things like promoting yourself having confidence through that what what are some way that you're marketing yourself out or branding or getting your word out to get that extra bit of hustle <laughs> yeah that's because that's the key you yeah. know you know man we, we we chop it up on business all the time man and and marketing is the is the butter to everything and i've really been trying to execute you know as far as twitter goes um twitter twitter's tricky um instagram oh, yeah. facebook um i use youtube as well um and everything i do through my dancing you know um every battle i'm going to now i'm wearing my clothing mm -hmm. Um, we clothed, um, the HTL dance family for welcome to the 805 that was put on by Byron Bucow and Ricky Cole. That's funny. Um, I just had him yesterday. I seen that. I, seen <laughs> that. I, seen that. I know that he's a shout out Byron Bucow, man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's one of those minds. Um, so I clothed the whole family in that. Um, and there's been some other performances, you know, and, and just working with people locally. Um, I, I'm, I'm really big on, you know small micro influencers um especially in the city of oxnard or like out in lumberton pembroke north carolina where i where i grew up uh -huh. um you know people haven't caught on that fashion nova made a lot of money off of the kardashians uh -huh. you know people don't really know about like you know they're not hip to it uh, but, uh, a little bit <laughs> i don't i don't use i don't try to use big influencers like right. that you know rappers I mean, and stuff shit, that's pricey too it's, for it's where really we're pricey. at right now you know and 24 hours worth of a post mm -hmm. doesn't do me as much as somebody who will genuinely wear my stuff consistently exactly consistently, consistently. um the crump community um has probably been my biggest marketing tool okay um just because i'm so heavy and active in it um my name is said all the time mm -hmm. you know hey corpse what you doing hey you know so yes. it's like hey don't you have a closing brand yeah it's corpse collection man yeah, check it out go. like you know and that's it's very easy they just put it in it's literally my name collection done like there you go um so that just the 
just trying to use every facet very simple i like it because you're very authentic with it when it comes down to it and the the thing that i I also like what you're doing too is that you're you're doing it through your community a lot of people like when it comes down to their t-shirt brands like they'll get their friends to buy it and stuff like that but they never last because it's not linked or connected to what they're passionate about you know like if you're into you know fitness right wear that wear that mm-hmm. you know like people don't do that and invite people to wear it. hey you would look good in this thing mm-hmm. um so i have a few people with that as with that mindset as well and i think it's pretty cool and then mm-hmm. on top of that with your community they know you mm-hmm. it's just like oh dude that's perfect mm-hmm. you know that sense of like marketing but also what i've been getting a lot from other people lately too is that you know that providing value mm-hmm. you know towards other communities mm-hmm. so value, like yeah for for me like the way that we've been trying to use in the way that i want to push the brand is is i want to be able to give out as much like free advice um you know oh, cool. things things beyond and you know advice and dancing or anything that we can do as far as like community work anything that we can do i want to be able to do it um nice. we did some like local art shows like um like art revi- uh, revitalization because they're cutting art programs you know in the schools right so we're trying to show as you know our support as well to that community and that we're actually wanting that to grow um artistic expression goes a lot further than just drawing on a piece of paper you know mm-hmm. what i mean and and me i'm trying to get my name sta- stapled on all those things because i want to make sure that that we're bringing more value than just somebody coming to me and buying a shirt off of me like i want that shirt to mean something mm. when you wear it like that's powerful you know like a uh the Armstrong, remember when Lance Armstrong had that, uh, he had the band, he had his little, a uh, little wristband thing mm-hmm. for when he beat cancer. He beat cancer like three times or something like that. Famous, no, famous bicyclist. That. Yeah. It was a while back, man. I was real young. Um, I was real young, but, uh, but yeah, that was like, so when you seen people wear that, it was kind of like you support cancer or you maybe were a cancer survivor yourself. Right. Like that whole, that whole brand recognition of that value was is really powerful hey on the goers this podcast is brought to you by a promotion for a dancing workshop hosted by alias dance company with two well-known choreographers from moscow and russia it's for anyone who's ages nine and up and it's happening here on august 10 here at oxford itself so if you're looking to learn something new and get uncomfortable and get creative Go ahead and check that out. I'm going to shoot the link below for the podcast post hosted by the man Byron himself just interviewed last uh, podcast session. So, yeah, go check that out. All right, we are back. A little bit of technical difficulties. All right, so we're going to jump in into the other part of, like, just touching on the topic of creativity. And as I mentioned, I wanted to create this season specifically to not just inspire, but hopefully allow people to get some ideas mm-hmm. of accessing their creativity, pushing them off that, you know, the little boundary that they've been stuck mm-hmm. in. You know, so we were talking recently about how, you know, how to market yourself and how to market your brand, you know, starting mm-hmm. with yourself. And I think what was really cool is that you're branding yourself mm-hmm. while also attached to your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of people, you know, will mix things up, but... I mean, if, if you're passionate and you have a sense of a name, then there's no, there's no, there's nothing wrong with, you know, saying that, Hey, this is what I do also. Mm-hmm. And you get extra marketing to that. I think it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. All right. So, so right now, um, you kind of just you you already kind of answered this question because uh, one of the things I I was going to ask was you know when you're trying to be creative and to put it out into let's say a palette or whatever to mm-hmm. canvas. Um, there's a lot of challenges that occur, like, you know, people doubting you and saying that it doesn't work or maybe just your own mental battles, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I know you said your why was your son and it's also really with your dad, which is really touching. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some of the things that helped you, I guess, um, other things that might've pushed you or keep you away from going down the route where, you know, where you're thinking out the other. Yeah. Down the, down the (laughs) downward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just reading, reading books of like, um, laws of attraction. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm a very big believer in that, that you, you are what you put out into the universe. You know what I mean? And so with, with things like even just my creativity, like, and, and thinking of creative ways of either to, you know, create new clothing or new ways to dance, you know, I just go to creative places. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I go and sit at, at a, at a, at a art show or I go walk by the painted Cabernet and just look through the window. You know what I mean? And just watch people drunk okay. painting, you know? Cool, cool. <laughs> that's where it's the funnest, right? Mm-hmm. When you're actually having fun, right? Exactly. Like, no, that's, that's true. That's the best content. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's the best way to keep me, to keep my head straight. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, daily affirmations as well. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I like to write the date on my affirmations because mm-hmm. it just gives me a sense of like, there was a time and a place where I really thought this, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I really, truly believe these things. You know what I mean? Um, what you know, else? Let me actually jump back. I, I'm sure you're thinking about it too, but um, we didn't really get to touch on the aspect of crumping. You explain a little history about it, but I want to know how does, what role does that play for you? Like, Oh, God. like, how do you feel about it? Like, what does it mean to you? You know, because because like that's not a usual dance it's not. technique <laughs> that people see. Because like when I first see it, I was like, first to be completely honest, I was a little creeped out. But <laughs> at the same time, I was fascinated. I was like, yo, this is some really kind of crazy stuff. But mm-hmm. it's interesting, you know, mm-hmm. so I would look at your videos and I'm like, huh. I'm somehow fascinated. <laughs> so then I started looking at the rest of your content. I'm like, all right, that's fucking dope. Yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. It, it, it really, it really, t- cause dude, I was doing choreo dancing for so long. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then I got to this point where, you know, I, I just wanted that new stimulation. Mm. And then, you know, I, I had a friend and longtime mentors, very, very close friend. His name's Dredd. Um, amazing, phenomenal crumb dancer, man, world-class. And, um, he brought me to the scene out in North Hollywood. And then after that, dude, it's just been, I've been head deep. Um, you know, at one point was considered, you know, best rookie. Um, and that's for me was, was really big because being here in California, what they call like the Mecca of crump, cause it's worldwide, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's really opened up my eyes to a lot of the ways that people hustle, man, because, there's people who are coming here from like Korea, Japan, and they're living out of rented cars. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I and, you know, th- th- they save up two, three years so they can spend six months here. 
and it's like there's no excuse for me you know what i mean and and that's a that's another thing that's like one of those driving forces Mm -hmm. you know secretly in the back of my head it's like i see these people and i'm like dude if they can do it i can too you know and instead of pointing at them and saying you know why can't i go to japan exactly why not me like you know what i mean well why not you know and like hustling like uh, it's it's really giving me that sense it's um it's definitely something that i'm probably going to end up finishing with finishing my dance career with okay um um and on a business aspect it's my self um self-generating like marketing strategy you know because the more i go crump the more people see my clothes right the more people see my name that's pretty cool the more i win you know what i mean uh-uh. the more people see my stuff the more people okay, say my well, name let's let's talk about that you I actually totally kind of dismissed it right now too you compete for this thing right i do so, I do. so tell, tell us about that like how, uh, how does that work or you know what are, what are some of the things that you've gotten or at least uh, you've encountered along the way oh dude it's 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 the the street dance community is a battle community mm. and that definitely needs to be said and recorded in okay. history. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> because a lot of people are doing street styles and they don't like to battle. Okay. And so for me, that was something I definitely wanted to take on because there's, there's the whole culture vulture, you know, term that's getting thrown around these days in dance. And I didn't want to be a culture vulture. What is that for so anybody not listening? Or it, not uh, culture vulture, you know, you see it in, you see it in fashion you see it in dancing big time. You even see it in music. But it's somebody who's coming and manipulating the manipulating the market and using the culture to do it. You mm. get what I'm saying? So for us, you know, crumpers, there was people like me being called culture vultures because I'm a hip-hop choreo dancer. Okay. Right? And I'm coming and I'm experiencing this culture. And then there's people like me, not me, not me, but there's people like me who then go back uh-huh. and try to teach crump classes, who try to teach, you know, um, crump choreo to all these different people right. and teams and make money off of it. But, you know, skilled or not, they haven't given back to the community. So, so, and back so it's kind of like exploiting. Exploiting it, yeah. The, exploiting the aspect of, you know, the idea of it. I mean, yeah. a lot of people do that and it's pretty sad. But at least what I like about it is that you i've seen some of your posts too you've inspired a few people who are getting into it too and then Mm -hmm. you know they're coming up as well and you guys are coming up together as a group Mm -hmm. it's very collective and i like that so that energy is huge and we need more of that you know Mm -hmm. so but yeah um i I didn't finish tell me about like experience you know when it comes down to competing or oh well like just battles like yeah well so battles you know for me was something I really wanted to dive into because mm-hmm. it's it's a big part of the culture, you know what I mean, and a part of the fellowship of you know challenging each other and making sure that we're getting better. So for competing, like you know, you have street sessions where we're dancing in the middle of a parking lot, and you I know I might walk day. in, you might walk <laughs> in, you know we've had a few things that we said on Twitter to each other. All right, let's battle, and you know stuff happens and okay. <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that you know um it'd be like that yeah you know these cats from france had came and uh i remember i was dancing and everybody was cheering me but this one guy was just staring at me just like all dumb so i was like 
all right, well, I'm going to battle you because you don't want to cheer for really? me, bro. Like, everybody else is cheering for me. That's intense. That sounds intense. Well, you're from France, bro. You're 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 in the USA. Mm. You need to be hyping us up. That's a... In the Crump culture, hyping and cheering for the dancer is very big. Mm. Very, like, as rough and rugged and ugly as the dance can get, cheering is always a thing. Uh-huh. That's, that's just a thing. You know what I mean? Um, hype is, like, is taught in classes uh, type. Right, right. So if you're not hyping me right now... What you think I'm whack? What, you, you don't <laughs> like how I dance? Your homies is cheering for me. What's up? So, me and him ended up battling, and um, and you know it's it's fellowship, you know. And I told uh-huh. him right after, "Welcome to the USA, man." And he was like, "Oh, thank you. This is amazing experience." Like so, speaking in French, like I was like, "It's cool." Wait, I'm I'm actually interested now. So, what did the French guy? Did he end up dancing too, or yeah? Okay. Yeah, all of his buddies, like, you know, they were, like, talking to him in French, like, you know what I mean? But then I could hear him, they, one of them goes, you get off on him, you kill him. I was like, oh, I was like, all right, yeah, come on, like, you know, come come kill me, you know what I mean? And Dude, that's that, so funny. Because, you know, like, if you're going to be in Cali, man, if you're from France, you've paid all this money, uh-huh. might as well battle somebody. Right. You're at a session where I'm at every week. I, may, I might never see you again in my life, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take the opportunity. That's a really big thing in the in the crump community as well as as far as like battles and stuff with street is is if somebody comes to your session who's never been there before they usually get battled by people. Oh wow. Or if you're from like far out of town and they're throwing a session mm. for you, you're going to get battled uh-huh. by people. You might battle the whole session, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Cuz it's just it's the welcome, you know, you're welcoming. Um and then you know this past this past weekend I had an event um an event battle with a guy named Bless, um, it was the it was the third event I've been booked for. Um, that one was really fun. Um, and then, you know, I've done so I've done the street battles, I've done the event battles, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's really good ways to be able to showcase people more than just it being competitive, win and lose. You know what I mean? It's just a it's a way that we just get to showcase what we've been practicing, what we've been doing. And then at the same time, building that fellowship, you know, because nice. afterwards we all shake hands. We might push each other and, and, you know, you know, talk our junk from the side, right. but it's, it's always love. Okay. That's cool. That's pretty funny. And I, what I like about that is that you're, you guys are technically in a way it's marketing itself mm-hmm. because it has its own, I would, I wouldn't say loss, but it has that quality of a loss where people just come in and you're kind of expected. Mm-hmm to hype everybody up and if you're not it's like okay well we're gonna bring you in and bring you the energy or make you feel comfortable so that you can feel a part of us Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool okay that's that's an interesting route did you ever get that recorded you know of just all of those battles and stuff no the one uh with the guy from france no dude i've are you allowed to i mean oh yeah yeah you should totally turn into a content and put it out and then you know at the end of it like put out your brand t-shirt And then people are like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, See, like order now or something like that. The the best, this is the thing too, though, is the best moments always happen off camera. And that's it's just true. because it's so spontaneous. See, that's that's exactly why I started documenting. Yeah. I try to document every little thing I can do. like Because yep. I don't know what when's going to happen. Yep. That's why I have a dash cam. Yeah. My freaking car now. Yep. I'm just like, okay, well, who knows? Yeah. I can't wait till they come out with contacts. That I can put in my eye right. and record it from my, you know, from a watch or from my phone. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that day, man, because I'll never miss a battle. 
I'll be exactly. at every battle, it, you know, and just, you know, there's a guy that we call the Watchman, and he has a lot of footage of Crump. Like, he has wow. a lot of history of Crump. Okay. Um, you can look him up on YouTube. He literally goes by the Watchman. Um, and, and stuff like that, those battles, you know, unfortunately lost in uh-huh. the in the time of time um, but we are we are definitely trying to make bounds especially here in Oxnard to make sure that the sessions are starting to get recorded mm. um, just because of the documentation we don't want to miss a beat yeah. you know if just there's like someone something you know, somewhere some. you know because <laughs> I mean the the movement here has finally gotten immature to a point where it's like all right now look at yourself on a camera now judge yourself mm-hmm. you know what I mean build your confidence first was kind of my goal but um yeah, because we've had some, we've had some crazy moments here in Oxnard, man. It's it's I definitely bet. getting there. I'm sure we haven't seen enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, okay, thanks for sharing a lot of that. I mean, how, you've been dancing for how long now? God, uh, officially since 2009. So right at 10 years. Okay, almost at okay, right at 10 years. So what do you think? How do you think this whole culture of dance has? changed over the years especially with technology coming up and different portrayals of Mm -hmm. how dance is quote Mm -hmm. unquote because you know sometimes media may say that this is the way to dance Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. i mean the i think with the turn probably like around you know honestly it, it it really started in the 2010 2011 where you had you know, viral dances going around. You know, you had the trend dances happening. It's it's a part of hip hop, but from where I started at in choreo dancing, those viral trendy dances now are replacing core dance value. You get what I mean? It's people are more concerned about how many trend moves you can put in into a routine than actual dance content. You know what I mean? People want to see flips and all these acrobatic tricks, but they don't want to see grooves and fundamentals to somebody actually dancing. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, there's definitely a lot of groups who are still holding it down and I putting out a lot of really good, authentic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, on the on the flip side, on the positive side of that, though, um, social media has definitely helped dancers get to a platform where they need to yeah, be. Yeah, you know? I've seen a lot. I mean, oh, man. people. Dude. 15 16 year old cats who are wearing rolexes because they're making money off of social media because of their dancing it's so crazy that's why i'm telling you like record your stuff man. yeah man it's it's so crazy it's it's so document that's it's the yeah dude it's it's so crazy bro and like the the thing that really blows my mind with dancing now is that more dancers are starting to take a stand about where we get paid and mm. how we get paid Oh, and how much we should get paid when we get paid. You want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, dude. Uh, so, you know, for me, my dad was politician. You know what I mean? Worked in the White House. Did right. did everything a Native American could do, pretty much. Besides be president of the United mm-hmm. States. He never took my dancing seriously enough. Uh-huh. Uh, he got to a point in his old age where he respected it and respected the fact that I did it, but he never took it seriously as a profession. And, you know, for good cause, because a lot of studios were paying, you know, dancers 10 bucks an hour to come teach a three-hour class. It's cool. Wow, that's pretty cheap. But that's pretty cheap, you know yeah, what I mean? That's dirt. Bucks. That's dirt. 
Um, like 60 bucks maybe? Now you have dancers, you know, who are saying, no, let's do about $30, $40, $50. You know what I mean? And now you're starting to get into these better price ranges mm-hmm. because little do people know, man, like when you ask for a dancer to come do your video shoot or your birthday party or whatever, there's a lot of factors that we have to run through our brain the hours that you guys have accumulated that's not accounted for oh yeah so that's totally unfair to be paid under 20 bucks but i think you guys are getting ripped off so if like like think about it if you had 10 years experience in whatever job you know corporate or not you go somewhere with 10 years of experience you're expected to get paid a a nice penny Mm -hmm. for your services and people think that they're going to pay me you know ten dollars an hour twelve dollars an hour to teach a class you've lost your mind um and then they want me to choreograph routines you've definitely lost your mind Uh because not only do I have to create a dance, you know, it starts with listening to the song. I have to find a song. Mm -hmm. I have to create it in my mind. Mm -hmm. I have to make it now formulated into a body movement. Okay. Now I got to teach it to somebody. Uh You know what I mean? Now we have to rehearse it multiple times. Right. Um, There's a lot of factors, dude. You know, um, the costumes that you might wear, you know, or the clothing you might wear. We think about that. That's well thought out. You know what I mean? A lot of work. The where the dancers are standing yet on the stage is thought out. It's not just willy nilly, you know. What I mean, and if you're getting willy nilly, then you're talking to the wrong dancers. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, so a lot of us have, you know, and I say us because I'm the younger generation. We're really starting to take a stand and be like, Nah, this is what we're going to get paid. You know, like take it or leave it. That's great. Um, I'm glad to hear that. And studios are starting to get on the trend. Mm. Okay. Again with it. Well, that's pretty cool, you know, that you're also... I mean, I'm sure you had a lot of these people that try to underpay you. Oh, yeah. Because they're just... You know, what kind of events do you get hired for? for um, or choreos, I mean. Uh, shout out Billy Clower Dance Studio. They had me teaching one of their duets. Um, and then they go to studio competitions. Um, and then I've also done, like, the bigger California, you know, high school circuit i don't know what they would really call it but like the uh, world of da- uh, world of dance circuit um i was even a coach for undeclared dance team with byron bucow shout mm-hmm. out byron again bam the homie <laughs> um hth dance team as well that me and a couple friends started um chanel jose and sylvester reyes um that that i did all for free that that whole team though i did all for free because just because i wanted to build my name you know what i mean um but these competitions you know they're they're ran through either a high school or some kind of outside studio or something. Um, yeah. And, and those have been the things that I've been doing. Um, I'm trying to set up something under my own brand. Um, and that's something I've kind of actually been promoting on Twitter a little bit. Okay. Um, because that's another route I want to take as far as doing gigs for, uh, like I've done things for like R and B artists or, um, you know, corporate shows, um, different showcases for like nonprofit companies or something like that. Um, you know, church events, this event, that event, um, different stuff, um, different stuff. So that's, that's something that everyone's all trying to put together. You know what I mean? I like it. Well, thanks for sharing that. So, um, I just want to access like the punch right now. Mm -hmm. You know, so with everything that's going on, you know, your son, mm-hmm. and your brand, like Corpse, your girlfriend, oh, what what's going through your mind right now? Like, what's your current state of mind? Like, how do you feel? 
it's it's the past probably three or probably three months because it was in early March. It was early March when I left my job. Mm-hmm. But about three months ago, I checked out. Where were we working before? Um, I was working at Frontier Communications, man. Oh, okay. So I'm answering a phone, getting yelled at by people about their <laughs> internet. You know, and I'm just like, you know what? The sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the Tell sales part. Sales part is easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there was just, <sighs> there was really good people who worked there. And then there was really bad people who worked there. And the really bad people, like always, was messing it up for everybody. And it was making it an environment for me to work in and try to be my natural sales self it was making it extremely hard. Hmm. So I was like, you know, this isn't a way that I want to do business with people. Right. What were they doing? It was. <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to say too. Okay, no uh, that's, that's fine. But there was just people who were not not being good. Okay. You know what I mean? And because well, you always have that in every. You, you have that everywhere. But. Not in my business. Mm-hmm. Not a business that's ran by me. Exactly. So I checked out. I, I I had checked out. I was like, you know, I'm here. I'm getting hours. I'm going to sell as much as I can. But I was checked out. Mm-hmm. Way checked out. Um, and it has been the most fulfilling. I, Because right before that, people, you know, they're like, oh, Pudge, you've been posting all this motivational stuff. I was like, yeah, but for about seven months, you hadn't seen me. Mm. For six months, you hadn't heard from me mm-hmm. because I was in a bad place in my head. Okay. Um, just a lot of stress of being a dad, stress of work, you know, natural stuff, man. Um, but I allowed myself to get enclosed into my thoughts mm-hmm. and it was becoming, it was becoming a real problem. And, um, so the past few months, you know, I've, I've just tried to be in a place to where I'm listening to more positive, Okay. filtering out everything. You know, if I get a phone call from, you know, a customer who might've bought something right. and they're, they're not too happy waiting too long whatever now instead of thinking you know because i have the experiences with other places as well as selling it's like okay there's there's no one else it's just me like i am the line of defense Mm -hmm. there is no (laughs) retention like you know what i mean like i am retention so it's a lot easier now for me to communicate to people because the only policy that exists in this company is my policy i like that so you get what i mean and and that having that freedom on my life has been super, super, super for me. Um, you know, me and my girlfriend, um, you know, we, we laughed about it earlier, but, uh, you know, we, we started to talk about marriage. Okay. We've started to talk about, you know, where are we at in 10 years? You know what I mean? Um, we're living with some family right now because, you know, it's cheaper, you know, way easier to do in California. Um, but we've started to have that discussion about, you know, what about Texas? Or okay. what about Switzerland? Or let's just get an RV. You know, we've started to have those those weird conversations, <laughs> but they're happening. You know, what about number two? Right. You know, um, you know, I want I want a baby girl now. Like you know what I mean? Um, okay. So you guys are it, setting up. Wow. Trying to set up long term. Right. You know right. what I mean? I like so, that. so I'm starting to have those big boy conversations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the longevity. You know, that, I think that's where maturity comes into when you start mm-hmm. thinking more of like. Not just for my self being like oh, I just want to get fucked up today. Type yeah, of thing. it's like hey, I want to build something with you, and I want you around my life, or I want this around my life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Okay, I'm glad to hear that, man. You know, like I like to hear people at that <clears throat> at that uh phase in life. You know, 
you know, like they're not constructed by the materials that they don't have mm-hmm. rather than where they want to be and what they currently have. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going pretty long. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just cut it short with the other things right now. Um, but you did share a lot of really cool things. So thank you. You know, I mean, that's a lot of good stuff too for value for people to listen to. So right now, like um, you kind of mentioned what's next for you guys. You're talking about it. But even so, let's let's put that into more of in action. Like, what do you, what's 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 next for you? You know, what are you gonna be doing the next five, ten years, maybe even just two years? You know. Oh man. Especially with your brand, your I mean, your boys growing up. Yeah. And you guys are talking about marriage, maybe. Macro, <laughs> on 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 the macro, man. I I try to think of life in like three year terms. Macro, like okay. like big picture. So within the next three years, I want there to be in my life the the path now leading to either a home here in California or where is our destination. I want that set in my mind within three years. Okay. You know what I mean? It'll give us time to save up whatever money we might need to move. Mm-hmm. Give us time to really, you know, go scout it out if we need to. Um, set up the job appointments, set up the interviews. You know what I mean? That gives us plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Um, micro. You know what I mean? So on the small picture, um, I'm trying to do everything within like in, in three months terms, man. And those are the things I'm really, really working towards, like putting the most action towards. Um, so these days I'm just I'm trying to record as much content as I can. Okay. Um, I'm trying. I'm I've got some stuff in the works with my with my buddy Marcus. Um, he goes by Mac visuals on Instagram. Um, so anybody who hears this, please go check him out. Um he does a lot of the recording of my videos for me and we're building a lot of content. We're building a lot of stuff that we got just kind of, kind of stuffed in our pocket uh-huh. and we're going to be dropping it soon. Okay. Um, I'm with you on that, bro. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, that's why you're like, you know, you need to record yourself. Out. You need to record. I was like, yeah, like I, I know, I know, I know. And we're doing it and I'm a bit pissed off because you know, the past two weeks me and him have been busy, but we're going to get back on it. Um, he does all my pictures for me. You nice. know what I mean? And so every photo shoot that we've done, it's been his chance to build his content. I get mine. Mm-hmm. Scratch my back, I scratch yours. Okay. Um, he also dances under me as well. He, um, I also have another dance name, uh, Ranger. He's Boy Ranger. Mm. Um, so he's also using that his dance name to pull towards his own branding as well. And I'm showing him how to do those things. Nice. Um, and those are things as well that I've been wanting to work on was helping more people brand themselves. Um, that's something on a small that I also want to lead into the mic into the macro. Is is what's next after corpse collection right you know what i mean and this is beginning to gain traction so what can i do to build on top of it and maybe social media mar- marketing i don't know some kind of agency talent agency i don't know nice um those are things i'm also thinking about it. okay cool, you know cool. i mean uh Looking next level next level you know um and just dude just trying to honestly like the biggest thing that i've just been working on day to day day to day and it's going to be for the rest of my life is just being a being a better me every day you know and being willing to to challenge myself to be better you know what i mean it's it's not just you know i think a lot of people get confused of oh i'm gonna be better and it's just because they have a like five six days that they do good Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and they're average i don't want to i don't want to have an average line i want to go up up and elevate and elevate elevate so can uh, i tell the i tell the boys all the time now it's time to elevate Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that's that's been the biggest thing is just keeping keeping my mind in that place yeah and and trying to 
inspire people to keep their mind in that place because if my Twitter's full of it, that's all I'm reading all day then. If my Instagram's full of it, that's all I'm seeing all day. If my YouTube's full of it, that's all I'm listening to all day. You know what I mean? My podcasts, whatever I'm listening to or consuming, I would just want it to be positive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the the saying of you got to be the change you want to see in the world. You know what I mean? Lo- so, bro, I'm so big on that. Yeah. That's, that's I mean. That's, that's where, man, that's where every, all of my ideas come in. You that's, know? I know. That's why I function with you, man. Yeah. That's why I function I love with you. it. Okay. Okay, so I got the two more questions. I mean, what what anybody listening, maybe your friends, family, just message for them, like, or anybody who's looking into you, future when you're making it. <laughs> yeah. So future me, future me, or future you, anybody who is listening, family and friends, first and foremost, for myself, thank you, everybody, first who doubted, second, and everybody who supported me from the beginning. And third, everybody along the way, thank you, because whatever you said, did, or didn't do has led me to this point, and I am very happy sitting in this chair, and and thank you for that. And everybody else, trust your process, like, don't be afraid to spread your wings, Love it. you know, it's, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, oh, man. <laughs> it's a marathon, it's... It's not a sprint, man. It's not a sprint. Put your marathon shoes on. It's going to be a nasty run. You're going to throw up a few times, but just keep running and you'll see it. It's you'll see it. It's there. Okay, cool. Um, so where where can people find you, your brand, anything else you're you want people to know about? Stay for the video camera. I mean, IG. You can find me myself, Punch Andrade, on IG at Corpse. That's K-O-R-P-S-X. You can find my brand, everything regarding my clothing. Same thing on the IG. It's Corpse, but with collection. C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-O-N. Um, same thing on the YouTube. If you want to see any of our videos that we got up, it's Corpse Collection. Um, Facebook as well. We're on there as well, man. We're dropping all kinds of discounts, you know, daily. Um, we just had a single to Mile one. Okay. You know what I mean? We're, we out. celebrate with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of influencers too, so just check our tagged pictures. You can find our influencers. You can find the discount codes on there, man. Save you guys some money. We try to make everything as, as affordable as we can. Um, yeah, and that's where I'm at. Cool, cool. All right, well, thank you, brother. Dude, thank, thank you for having you, man. Brother. All right, let's, take, let's get a picture before.